Our scripture lesson this morning is found in Ephesians, the fifth chapter, the first through the 17th verses. You are the children that God dearly loves, so be just like him. Lead a life of love just as Christ did. He loved us. He gave himself up for us. He was a sweet-smelling offering and sacrifice to God. There should not even be a hint of sexual sin among you. Don't do anything unclean and do not always want more and more. Things like that are not what God's holy people should do. There must not be any unclean speech or foolish talk or dirty jokes. All of them are out of place. Instead, you should give thanks. Here is what you can be sure of. Those who give themselves over to sexual sins are lost. So are people whose lives are not pure. The same is true of those who always want more and more. People who do those things might as well worship statues of gods. No one who does them will receive a share in the kingdom of Christ and of God. Don't let anyone fool you with words that don't mean anything. Because of things like that, God is angry with those who don't obey. So don't go along with people like that. At one time, you were in the dark, but now you are in the light because of what the Lord has done. Live like children of the light. The light produces what is completely good, right, and true. Find out what pleases the Lord. Have nothing to do with the acts of darkness. They don't produce anything good. Show what they are really like. It is shameful even to talk about what people who won't obey do in secret. But everything the light shines on can be seen. Light makes everything clear. That is why it is said, Wake up, sleeper, rise from the dead. Then Christ will shine on you. So be very careful how you live. Do not live like people who aren't wise. Live like people who are wise. Make the most of every opportunity. The days are evil. So don't be foolish. Instead, understand what the Lord wants. May God add his blessing to the reading of his word at this time. You know, there's a tension between what we hear Paul telling the Ephesians here and what many people mistakenly believe today. I hear people all the time claiming that God made them with sinful tendencies and they can't do anything about it. They're helpless to act any differently. But Paul is saying they have a choice and they need to do two things. First, they need to find out what is pleasing to God. And next, they need to choose to do what is pleasing to God. Now, understand that Paul is talking to Christians 
that people are trying to lead into error. He's not talking to non-Christians. He's talking to people who have already made the greatest choice in the world, and that is to follow Jesus. Now that they are trying to follow him, they are finding themselves living in a world that's trying to pull them away. Sexual sin and debauchery of all sorts were just a part of the culture in Ephesus. Greed and looking out for number one was a part of it as well. It was a way of life that went contrary to the will of God, and they were torn between their family and friends and upbringing on the one hand, things and people that have been dear to them and given them their identity up to now, and the life God was offering them through Jesus Christ. Some of them are struggling and saying, there must be a way to bring these two together. There must be some areas where we can continue on in the lifestyle we had and serve Jesus too. If you're listening to this and you're a non-Christian, you're probably going to be offended by what you hear today. But I hope you'll go ahead and listen anyway, because what I'm talking about today is life. The abundant life that God has for every human being he ever created. And that life, he wants it for you too. Now, Paul's answer to all of this is, you are now children that are dearly beloved by God, and you need to choose the ways of your new family. You are now light in the middle of darkness. Quit trying to blend in with the darkness. It just doesn't work. While it may seem like many of our daily choices aren't that significant, it's important to understand that they really do matter. Ronald Reagan shared a long time ago about his aunt decided he needed a new pair of shoes and took him to the cobbler. The cobbler took all the measurements and then he said, okay, which do you want, square toe or round toe? Well, Ronald Reagan thought about it and he just couldn't make up his mind. He said, I just, I just don't know. And so the cobbler said, that's okay. Come back in two or three days and let me know what your decision is. So two or three days later, Ronald Reagan came back and he said, you know, I just really, I can't make up my mind. And the caller said, okay. Then about a week later, Ronald Reagan received his shoes, one with a square toe and one with a round toe. He said, I learned something from that. If you don't make a decision, Somebody else will make it for you. Bob Dylan hit the nail on the head back in the 60s with this song, Gotta Serve Somebody. You know, we are all going to serve somebody. We're either going to serve the culture and our friends and our loved ones and society and things like that, or we're going to serve the Lord. As a Christian, you made a commitment to deny yourself and follow him. You determined, you made a decision as to who you were going to follow, as to who you were going to serve. You made a choice to serve him and not your friends, loved ones, or culture. 
If you've been one of those who, like the Ephesians, have been torn between your old life and the new life the Lord has called you to, this message is for you. As Paul states, it's time to rise and let the light of Christ shine on you so you will bring light into the darkness instead of blending into it. You see, you have the power to choose. At the beginning of the Gospel of John, we read these words, But as many as received him, he gave to them authority to become the children of God, to those who believe on his name. That's found in John, the first chapter, the 12th verse. Now, the word that's translated here in this version, authority, is also translated power and right. Now, power, authority, and rights are given to be exercised, not ignored. And you have been given the authority, the power, the right to become children of God. But if you don't exercise that authority, if you don't exercise that right, if you don't exercise that power, you're not going to become a child of God. Now, Paul is calling Christians who have been born into the kingdom of God to start living like it. Although many today want to use the excuse, I have no choice, the Bible makes it clear that God has given us the power of choice since the beginning of time. Adam and Eve had the power to choose whether they would obey God or not. Cain had the choice as to whether he would do right or wrong. And he chose to do wrong. In Deuteronomy, the 30th chapter, the 19th chapter, the 30th chapter of the 19th verse, God is talking to the children of Israel and he says, I have set before you life and death, the blessings and the curses. Therefore, choose life that you and your descendants may live. Joshua called upon the people in his day and said, Choose this day whom you will serve. As for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. Now, you see, every choice is a seed that you sow. And those seeds produce fruit in your life. They produce fruit either for life or for death. And if we want to have the life Jesus died to give us, an abundant life full of real peace and joy, we need to make wise choices. At the conclusion of what we hear Paul say today, we find this admonition from him. Do not live like people who aren't wise. Live like people who are wise. Make the most of every opportunity. The days are evil, so don't be foolish. Instead, understand what the Lord wants. You see, you have a choice. So let me ask you this. Have you exercised your power of choice, or are you letting others choose for you? Paul says, live like people who are wise. When God tells us in Deuteronomy 30:19 to choose life, he's actually showing us what this wisdom that Paul is calling us to looks like. 
It's life-giving. And when we follow wisdom, we live deeper than I want, I think, I feel. Because wisdom always chooses to do now what it will be satisfied with later on, while foolishness means without common sense. Now, here's some great news. If you've made foolish choices, and let's face it, we've all done it at times in our lives, and you're not happy with the way things are, you can change, but you have to be willing to take responsibility for your wrong choices and make a determined decision to change the way you behave. When you do, you'll find that every right choice you make helps reverse the wrong decisions you've made in the past, and you'll find that God will help you make the changes that need to be changed. Now, here's how to get started. To get started, we have to understand that nobody can change themselves. It's God who will bring about the change as you make the choice. As you do, as Paul said, and find out what the will of the Lord is and choose to do it, he will help you. Whatever change you need to make, you need to do three things. Number one, pray and ask God to change you and help you. Next, you need to study the Bible. You need to do what Paul said to do. Find out what the will of the Lord is. Find what pleases him in your life. And as you do, the Holy Spirit will speak to your heart and reveal God's will to you. As the Holy Spirit convicts you, confess what he convicts you of and could repent of it and then commit to living life the way you know the Lord wants you to. Isn't it great to know that we can do something to choose life not just have an existence full of misery and death? Think about this. What could your life be like if you made better choices starting right now? I want to encourage you not to put it off any longer. There won't be any more convenient time, and you don't have to waste another day missing out on the good life that God has for you. It can start right now. You can do it. No matter what your past is, you can begin making right choices right now. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.